and welcome to Lean Into You, a podcast to remind educators the best investment they can make today is in themselves. We are your hosts, Alex Farrell with Child Care Wages Tennessee, and Wesley Mays with the Tennessee Child Care Resource and Referral Network. And in the continuation of our series highlighting our state partners, today we're talking about the Association of Infant Mental Health in Tennessee, or AIM High Tennessee. Proper social and emotional development in the first three years of life is paramount for continued success in the years following early childhood. But what role do educators play in ensuring the children in their care are becoming socially and emotionally intelligent? How can educators develop the skills to recognize and respond to complex behaviors when they occur in the classroom? Our guest today is Kristen Dunn, the Director of Professional Development for AIM High Tennessee. Today we're going to be talking about the work AIM High does to prepare educators in the classroom. Knowledge is power, so being able to have that knowledge in the moment kind of gives you a foundation, gives you a toolkit to pull from. We'll also talk about how adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs, have elevated our knowledge of infant mental health the Infant Mental Health Endorsement Credential, and finally, how you can get involved with AIM High Tennessee today to better your understanding of social-emotional development in early childhood. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Happy to be here. Um, so I think we'll just get started by, um, kind of with the basics of AIM High Tennessee, um, what AIM High Tennessee is and kind of, um, when AIM High Tennessee came around initially, what were some of the needs, um, that, that existed in in the childcare industry and, uh, how did AIM High kind of step in to help, help fulfill, um, or, or offer solutions to some of those needs? Sure. Well, um, in the world of our world, we have a lot of acronyms. So first to let our audience know that AIM High is the Association of Infant Mental Health in Tennessee. Um, And what we do, our goal is to weave infant early childhood mental health practices and principles into everyday activities of individuals who touch the lives of infants, young children, and their families. and kind of how we have supported and kind of responded to the call of childcare providers um, as our state has gotten immensely educated in adverse childhood experiences, um, professionals started realizing the importance of holding in mind, as we say in our world, um, infant and early childhood mental health. And I just to clarify, mental health meaning social emotional development. Um, how important those relationships are early on in life. And so when AIM High started reaching out to different sectors and, you know, kind of addressing some needs, one of those things was more training for our workforce around specifics of how, as we're engaging with our infants and toddlers and their families, how are we um, supporting their social emotional development? How are we, um, providing, you know, the positive early childhood experiences to help build resilience and supporting those training workforce needs around that specific area. Great. I I know you mentioned the adverse childhood experiences. 
Um, and I, in the childcare world, that's referred to as ACEs. I think that's a big part of the things that you address in your curriculum. Would you mind going into um, what ACEs are, what they look like, and how my understanding ACEs um, help the child, the childcare educator in the classroom, whether that's um, just recognizing some of these ACEs and how they might um, manifest themselves in behavior and that type of thing and, and how learning about them can actually help an educator be more confident in their field. Absolutely. So ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, um, you know, they filter in different points in our life as far as how they impact us. And that can actually start affecting development and behavior in utero, um, based off maybe the ACEs that the mother and father had experienced. And um, that kind of, you know, is how we learn how to parent, how we learn how to interact with our world is through our early childhood experiences, both positive and negative. Um, And then as the child is born, engaging in their world around them, their early childhood experiences in the classroom, their early childhood experiences at the pediatrician office shapes who we are. So that information for an educator is so important to hold because one is the first interaction that a child has with learning and growing and with a teacher. Um, so making that experience a positive one will lay a good foundation for their educational experience later on. Um, but also understanding how adverse childhood experiences affect parenting, affect how a child might behave. So if they are experiencing those at the moment, they may come in in a very disgruntled mood. And knowing that that's a possibility can help guide how the teacher responds to that behavior. Um, I think one of the beautiful things that ACES has really made us aware of as we interact with our young children is being more reflective on where that behavior is coming from Mm. rather than responsive Um, and trying to understand that, you know, maybe they had a bad day, maybe they didn't get much sleep the night before. Um, Maybe mom got off their shift and she was rushing out the door to get them to the classroom that day and understanding that. And again, like I said, being more reflective about it rather than, reactive. So, so how might that um, manifest itself? How might an educator have a more reflective response than, uh, you know, just a, a knee-jerk reaction, say? Sure. Well, I think in, so in infant and early childhood mental health world, we um, have a program called Reflective Supervision Consultation, um, and we support a lot of CCRNR coaches and tech coaches in, in that reflective practice. And what that is, is it, it is a time for professionals to kind of slow down and really think about the emotions that are coming into play while you're thinking about the child, the situation. Um, here, waking up. <laughs> yeah. But um, to really make sure that they're slowing down and thinking about how that child may have been coming into the classroom that day where their behavior was coming from, how it was best for response. We had the optimal interaction. And it really is slowing down when when you can mm-hmm. to really sit there and reflect on that situation and being aware 
Um, I think the building strong brains training that Tennessee Commission on Children and Youth provide really has helped raise awareness on how to be more reflective when responding to children's behaviors, um, especially because it ends with the question of rather than asking what's wrong with you, asking what happened to you mm-hmm. um, is more, like I said, more that reflective response rather than reactive response. Right. Yeah. I, I love how you talk about, uh, you know, having an awareness. A lot of times we talk about um, awareness in relation to um, having a mindful attitude in the classroom. And I think that fits directly into that, just being aware of the things that your child might be going through um, and and just being steady and having the information um, to to not just react, but to be aware and to be educated and to um, take things as they come. Yeah, definitely. And I think, too, another, another thing that's important is <clears throat> it's often really easy for us to implement certain practices or give um, a lot of understanding or, uh, do the extra mental work of understanding the context surrounding someone's behavioral, uh, maybe a child or just anyone else. We're, we're often able to extend certain levels of understanding and grace to other people, whether it's a child or an adult that we often do not show ourselves. So one thing that I think is really important about understanding, um, something like ACEs and try, trying to understand the con- the context behind um, how a child is, is you're building those, the kind of the muscle memory for doing that for yourself as well. And this podcast being about self-care, that's, that goes twofold in this conversation. One part of self-care is what I just said. And then the preparedness that you were talking about of the difficult side of being an early childhood educator um, I can't imagine how terrifying it might be when you have a child that is reacting in a certain way that you don't know how to process or approach that or respond to it. So having just that little bit of extra preparedness going into that situation, you're going to be less uh, less stressed, uh, more calm, which then is going to positively affect the child in that you know in that state as well. One of the things when we talk about especially self-care and self-care in the moment and, you know, in the classroom is knowledge is power. So being able to have that knowledge in the moment is kind of gives you a foundation, gives you a toolkit to pull from to be able to support that child. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that, that child's going through that very real emotion and they're seeking their safe adult, if you will, to kind of show them, how do I regulate through this? How do I manage this heavy feeling that I'm feeling? Because um, they're little, they're learning. They're learning that, you know, sadness and anger feels very same strong emotion. So how do I work through this? Um, and like I said, knowledge is power for that that educator in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Um so kind of going forward, what what are some of the ways specifically that AIM High um, strives to support or train educators in this way? Um, I mean, we've talked about ACEs kind of as a foundation, perhaps, but uh, going more into specifics, um, how does AIM High go about training educators to kind of recognize a lot of the things we've been talking about? Yeah, so one of the thing, big things that AIM High does for educators um, and Tennessee 
is we are the holder of endorsement in Tennessee. And this is a credential for professionals working with Tennessee Littles um, that can be achieved through education, working experience, training, and reflective supervision around infant and early childhood, social, emotional needs. Um, so it demonstrates that a professional has knowledge and experience in supporting infants and toddlers' social, emotional development. Um, and so this is something that's kind of an extension of education, work training that's very specific that, again, knowledge is power. Um, so it ensures that that educator has all of this set of knowledge and skill set to um, support the work they're doing and holding that social emotional in mind. Um, in addition to that, one of our other programs is we provide trainings. And oftentimes those trainings correlate with support of obtaining endorsement. So they're very specific to infant and early childhood mental health. Um, and those can usually are provided in person um, in the world that we live in right now. Those are provided on webinars. Um, but it's a very relationship-based practice that we try to do. And so we prefer in person. We even prefer that relationship piece and um, definitely learning how to do that via online. Uh, one of the things we're working on right now that hopefully will soon become a tool for our educators is our emergency response toolkit. And this is in um, response to a request from our partners. And that toolkit specifically focuses on how to support children emotionally during like a natural disaster, a pandemic, um, loss or grief. And so it's going to really empower the educators as these children are coming into their classroom of how to support them emotionally through big things that happen in life. Uh, so we are excited to be able to get that out and roll that out to them. Um, like I said, we also provide reflective practice to TECTA and CCNRR coaches in hopes that that becomes a parallel process, that they become reflective with the providers and the providers become reflective with their teachers. Teachers become reflective with their students and it kind of, again, that time to slow down and really think about how we're responding to things. Yeah. And then we always provide information resources via Facebook, membership, and newsletter, too. That's amazing. Uh, there's just so much that AIM High has. Um, and I know that I work at the CCRNR, so I hear about the endorsement all the time. Um, can we go into that just a little bit? And more specifically, who is the endorsement for? Is that for educators, for centers? Um, and how does that work? So let's say, how do you get an endorsement? And also, um, how do you maintain an endorsement? Yeah. So endorsement is truly for any professional that is working with infants and toddlers. Currently in Tennessee, we have just the infant mental health endorsement. We are getting very close to being able to roll out early childhood mental health endorsement. And so infant mental health endorsement is for zero to three. So those that are really working with our very young, young children and families. Um, and then early childhood mental health endorsement is for three to six. I'm going to pause just a minute and grab my daughter so she doesn't start crying in the background. Sure, all good. We've got another special guest on our podcast today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
see Corinne shows up everywhere. Hi, yeah. Corinne. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's you adorable. Bet, you, you better believe we're keeping all of this in, in the podcast. <laughs> we're not editing any of this out. Yeah, she. Um, like I said, she's my little sidekick. She shows up with me everywhere. That's awesome. Uh, especially being Zoom, you know. Yeah. We'll say and that. lends a lot of credibility as well. That's true. I don't know if I would I would trust anything that you're saying about infant mental health if you didn't have an infant in your lap, you know what I mean? I'm living it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, going, going back on endorsement, um, we have a tab on our website that you can go to endorsement and start the process. Um, just kind of a quick overview of how that works. You fill out kind of a demographic application that gets submitted to our endorsement coordinator who just reviews to make sure everything is good and you're good to go. Then you'll be given a login and password that goes into like a portfolio type system. And that's where you upload um, transcripts, your resume, all your trainings that you've had, work experience, and then reflective supervision hours. And once that's completed, and again, all of that is around specific infant mental health. Um, so, you know, if you got a training in teaching adult swim lessons, that wouldn't necessarily go towards endorsement, right? Right. Um, so then it gets reviewed and you receive, and then once everything is clear, you receive endorsement. Um, and then for renewal, you have, depending on which category, because there are four categories, um, that captures the entire workforce. So you have, uh, infant family associate, infant family specialist, infant mental health specialist, and then infant mental health mentor. And again, it kind of catches the gamut of um, visitors, early childhood educators, um, clinicians, policy makers. That's kind of why it's set up that way. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So with renewal, you just go in every year. Usually renewal happens around December. I always like to put that out there because people forget, <laughs> especially myself sometimes, <laughs> um, to enter in all the trainings that you've had over the last year and then any reflective supervision hours that you've received. And then you hit submit, it gets reviewed again, and you are endorsed. This endorsement is, I mean, obviously it would be the kind of thing that an early childhood educator or some of the other kind of career fields that you were talking about could certainly put on a resume. And that would be kind of a resume builder saying, hey, I, you know, it's basically the exact same as, you know, adding another uh, degree onto, you know, onto your resume um, to kind of bolster that and strengthen that, but in a kind of a more specialized way. If someone is endorsed in Tennessee and they move to another endorsed state, it goes with them. And, you know, I'm just thinking like employment and just like you said, like a resume builder essentially, but it just says like, Hey, I understand the social emotional needs of children um, as I'm doing the work that I'm seeking out to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you went in a little bit of the detail of um, the kind of the intake process for the endorsement specifically. Some of the other trainings that you all offer, is that intake process similar um, or is it um, how if if I'm an educator and want to get involved with AIM High Tennessee in other ways, what is that process um, like? Yeah. So our trainings are public. To, oh, they're open to the workforce. You can usually find information about 
upcoming trainings on our Facebook page, like I said, in our newsletter. Um, if you do have AIM High Tennessee uh, membership, that also goes out to our listserv on those as well. Um, as in that, like I said, our trainings are free to early childhood educators. We also have a co annual conference every year. It was supposed to be in August, but um, COVID rearranged that and be coming in on April 27th. So they can be looking for that again, accessible to all professionals free. Um, and then how we kind of support educators and other ways that they can get involved. I really like to encourage professionals to become a member. There's so many resources that come from that as far as like I said, our newsletter. We share a lot of information as far as like videos and documents that come out from the Alliance of the Advancement of Infant Mental Health. And that's kind of our international governing body. So a lot of research comes out from there, a lot of different tips and tricks um, that we like to share. They also get access to our quarterly meetings, which have professional trainings blended in with them. They can find out what's going on in AIM High and then also get some professional development tagged along with that their time together. Fantastic. Does the does that membership, is that free? Is that, um, you know, something you might have to pay for monthly or something like that? It's $35 for a year. Um, and then there is a discounted price if the agency wants to, you know, do sign up five other staff or something like that. There is a discounted price. Um, we also have discounted prices for students as well. Yeah. And all of that information is on our membership tab on um, our website. Right. And that, that website, just for everyone, is aimhightennessee.org. And that is A-I-M-H-I-T-N.org. Kind of changing uh, tone a little bit. Um, just personally, what are, you, what are you most proud of, of the work that AIM High is doing for for supporting educators in Tennessee first person on a personal level? On a personal level, you know, aim high from the very beginning of its very roots was a Tennessee community driven project. Um, I can't say aim has done the work. We've just brought the people to the table to make it happen. Um, we have had wonderful leaders across Tennessee that have stepped up in, you know, guiding us and implementing reflective practice, um, getting endorsement here. And so personally, I think what I'm most proud of is just the relationship that, that AIM High has in Tennessee and how infant and early childhood mental health from those relationships have just, you know, bloomed everywhere. Um, people are asking, like, what is this? What, how do we do this? What does that look like? It's so important. Um, but yeah, I would have to say I'm, I'm most proud of just the relationships that we have in Tennessee and getting the word out. Yeah. Something that I've noticed a lot, um, me being new to CCRNR and, um, new to the, the childcare field in general, um, is that here in Tennessee, it seems very personal, and I, I'm, I'm hearing you express that as well um, on the aim high side of things. It, it seems like, um, you know, we're all here for an express purpose, and that's to elevate child care in Tennessee. And I, I think that's an amazing thing to be proud of. Uh, so we generally like to sign off with our guests giving a little word of encouragement to our educators. So is there something you'd like to say to, to our hardworking educators across the state? 
Yeah, so um, just a word of encouragement, a single word I'd like to give or share is play. We get to enjoy this work so much and, you know, taking the time to play with your kids in your classroom, take time to play with your families, take time to do your own individual play. The work we get to do with young children is just, that's the fun piece of it, that's the joy in it. And, you know, there's so much emotionally and mentally that comes from just playing. I love that. That's a new one. It's kind of a new new take that we haven't really gotten yet. I love that. Um, This has been a really great conversation. Kristen and I appreciate you uh, joining us on the podcast today. Thanks for having us, and um, we're here, Aim House here for whatever you guys need. Happy to support y'all. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a good week. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast today. This podcast is funded through a grant with the Tennessee Department of Human Services and Signal Centers. Signal Centers is a nonprofit in Chattanooga, Tennessee, whose mission is to strengthen children, adults, and families through services focusing on disabilities, early childhood education, and self-sufficiency. If you have a review, a comment, a suggestion for a future episode, please do so on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash TNWages or email us at wages at signalcenters.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Lean Into You podcast, and we hope you have a great week.